Tonight's sermonic journey that you are embarking on with me is dangerous. I have a sneaky suspicion that freedom is going to hit the atmosphere on tonight. And not just everybody who is under the sound of my voice because the power of the gospel and the power of God is not confined to just your retina display. For everybody watching online, I don't care if you're listening in your car, if you're listening to this tomorrow via the podcast, I believe that freedom can hit you right where you are. And I want to tell you, the reason I'm so confident that something's going to break on the night the reason I'm so confident that freedom is going to hit somebody on tonight, because freedom hit me while I was studying. <laughs> see, see, one of the benefits, I'm not an introduction, I'm in this thing now. One of the benefits of being a servant to God's people is sometimes God gives me a sermon that has a lot of revelation. Then other times God gives me a message that is a strategic word, helps us to have strategies and principles and kingdom keys on how we can live a kingdom lifestyle. But ever so often, God exclusively assigns a word that is married and has been submerged in liberation. This particular message calls for freedom to hit me, so I can't even imagine what is going to happen in here on tonight and all the testimonies and emails and DMs that we're going to get from this message on tonight. This Kingdom Vibes only series has been absorbed in spiritual empowerment. It's been absorbed in spiritual empowerment so that we could understand that you have been tailor-made by God to be kingdom. Can I get somebody to say be kingdom? It is a message that has been designed to try to get my brothers to understand you are not just an average, mundane, typical man, but you are a son of the king, and there is a lion who lives on the inside of you. You have been designed, and you have been tailor-made to be kingdom. This particular message in this series has been designed to tell all my sisters, yes, you, man, with your fly self. It has been, been designed to get you to understand that you are not just an average, typical, ordinary woman. I don't care what your mama said, what a man said, what a doctor said. There is a lion that lives on the inside of you, and you are a daughter of the king, and your assignment is to be kingdom. Can I get somebody to say kingdom? kingdom? Both heaven and hell are both after the man. And both heaven and hell are both after the woman. How precious a soul must be if the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of life both want it. <laughs> One of the signs that you have been anointed, the litmus test that you have been anointed, that you have been picked for a particular assignment, mission, calling, or to shift your bloodline is when heaven follows you, but hell fights you. Your whole life, it just has seemed like there has been a particular grace on your life, but then on the other side, you have constantly been in warfare. Who am I talking to on the night? You are anointed, and I've been coming before you week after week, preaching like a madman, week after week, sweating out my clothes because I want us to understand that you have been tailor-made and you have been fashioned for his glory to be kingdom. One more time, somebody say kingdom. kingdom. I can't speak for anybody else besides myself, but I want to be kingdom. In every area of my life, I want my marriage to be kingdom. I want my singleness to be kingdom. I want my mind to be kingdom. I want my emotions to be kingdom. I want my affairs to be kingdom. I want my decisions to be kingdom. I even want my selections to be kingdom. No more blaming God because I keep picking devils. Y'all don't want to talk to me, but I'm going to keep on pushing. No more. Will I blame God and then turn around and say all that prayer stuff doesn't work because I keep picking devils and I'm wondering why God won't bless it. Can I give us a shocking illumination? God is not obligated to endorse that which he didn't construct. 
See, I only got one golf clap. Y'all heard that? <laughs> only got one. God is not obligated to construct what he did not send because our selection is not God's alteration. Simply meaning, just because we selected it does not mean God is obligated to alter his divine will and his divine plan for your life so that it could accommodate what you have selected. God is not obligated to endorse what gratifies your flesh. I think the real question should be, what is it in me that keeps picking devils? See, we're not talking. We're not talking. What is it in me that labels that type of man sexy? I'm going to keep going. What is it in me that keeps labeling those type of women sexy? What is it in me that keeps labeling that as success and it has nothing to do with the glory of God? What is it about me that I keep on being attracted to that which is venomous? I'm trying, sir. I'm trying. Because listen, Hollywood has lied to us. Hollywood wants us to believe that a fatal attraction is somebody who's crazy, who is stalking you, who's blowing your phone up. Don't put where you checked in at on social media because they'll just pop up. If you watch Lifetime, you'll never want to get married. <laughs> you'll never want to get married. You'll never want to talk to anybody. Everybody crazy. Everybody is psychotic. Hollywood has lied to us. It has made us believe that a fatal attraction is when somebody is crazy. But I've learned another definition. A fatal attraction is when we are attracted to that which is fatal. <laughs> Maybe a fatal attraction is when I like things that are venomous to my destiny. This, this whole Kingdom Vibes series has been designed to recalibrate your soul and to get our head and our life on a cadence of which you have been born to be, and that is kingdom. Tonight, I want to teach you how to fight like a king because it is my honor and it is my privilege to serve as your secretary for your spiritual evolution. But I have recognized, I'm just seeing something. I have recognized that there is this landmine, there is this snare, there is this tranquilizer dart, if you will, that keeps on inhibiting us from walking in your kingdom royalty. It's this, this four-letter word that I have observed that is getting in the way of us walking out and living kingdom. This, this four-letter word has caused for many of us to enter into a state of chronic depression. It has caused for us to engage in self-hatred. It has caused for us to entertain suicidal thoughts. It has caused for us to question our value and our self-worth. This four-letter word. It is this four-letter word that has caused for many of us to live life barren. All the gifts and all the talents that Jehovah has put on the inside of your womb. We don't give birth to it. We don't stick to it. We don't constantly try to beat our craft to make it better because of this four-letter word. This word has also produced procrastination. And oh, how Satan loves when we are a people who procrastinate. Satan loves when we procrastinate because the enemy knows that procrastination postpones a harvest that is tied to a regiment that you keep saying you'll do tomorrow. Did y'all hear what I just said? Procrastination postpones you'll come and harvest that is tied to a regiment that you keep on saying, I'll start tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow's October 1st. I'm going to start my diet tomorrow. I'm going to start tomorrow. October 1st, a few days left. I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start tomorrow. Because the enemy knows the longer you have to wait on your harvest, the more you'll begin to have trust issues with God. 
See, and some of us think we're in waiting seasons. You're not. Some of us thinking that God hasn't answered our prayer. Sometimes he hasn't. Is that the answer to your prayer is tied to a regiment you keep saying, I'll do later. I'll start the book later. I'll start to fast later. I'll start the podcast later. Procrastination is hell's security deposit. We don't have to worry about them today because they think they have more time tomorrow. <laughs> this procrastination, it is a down payment on a lot in the cemetery to make sure that your gifts, your dreams, and your skills go to the grave with you. Procrastination, this four-letter word that hell loves. See, many of us haven't even recognized that God constantly is trying to next level you, but he can't next level you when you keep on fighting what he's trying to perform in surgery at this particular level. This four-letter word has caused for so many of us to be arrested in a constant state of discouragement. Series has been designed to recalibrate your soul, to get your head and your life to be on a cadence of which you have been born to be, which is kingdom. And as I'm serving you as a secretary to your spiritual evolution, I have noticed that there is this landmine, there is this trap, there is this tranquilizer dart that is inhibiting us from getting to the next level. And it's this four-letter word, lies. 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 Can I get somebody to say lies? Oh, I wonder who is under the sound of my voice on tonight and watching online where you see yourself through a lens of lies. 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 And our adversary, the devil. Our adversary, the devil, loves to get us to believe lies. He's been working on somebody's head all day today. He's been working. I'm going to go a little deeper. He hasn't just been working on your head and your thoughts all day today. He was working on your thoughts and your head last night. He wasn't just working on your thoughts and your heads last night. He's been working and talking to you all week long. He hasn't just been working and talking to you all week long. For some of us, the whole month of September, the devil has been lying to you. And not just the month of September, all year long, the enemy has been lying to us over and over and over. And for some strange reason, we keep calling the devil a liar, but then treat God like he is. Lies. Lies. Can I get somebody to say lies? Lies. Lies, as soon as you made your mind up, I'm talking to somebody, as soon as you made your mind up to be kingdom, as soon as you made your mind up to be sold out for real, not just hashtag for fake, I'm talking about hashtag Proverbs 31 for real. Hashtag kingdom man for real Because kingdom men have zipper control I'm talking about that for real As soon as you made your mind up To be intentional with your spiritual growth As soon as you had a conversation with yourself And you said you know what I'm not getting high anymore Because I recognize that my body is a temple As soon as you had that conversation That I'm not getting drunk anymore I'm not going to live faded and tipsy And sipping on a little gin and juice I'm not going to do that anymore as soon as you have thrown away the condoms because you're not having a just-in-case backup y'all not talking to me as soon as you got to the place where you start to quote the word of God over yourself, as soon as you got to the place where I'm going to pray every day, I'm going to be a part of this ministry, I'm going to serve, I'm going to do whatever it takes. As soon as you have convinced yourself that I'm going to stop sleeping with them, him, and her, your mind has been bombarded, your mind has been harassed by an array of thoughts that are lies. Can I talk to somebody? The devil does not bother those who aren't his. That should have freed somebody. The devil does not bother those that are his. So on your claimed Christian journey, 
On your claim, Christian journey, if you never have a defeated thought, if you never encounter a devil, it must mean we're both going the same way. Did y'all hear what I just I'm going to keep going. Y'all catch the replay. Y'all too. Y'all catch the replay. Y'all can see y'all face. <laughs> y'all should see it. You're like, Lord, he talking about me, my scalp, I'm bald, my big toe. <laughs> Somebody say lies. The devil does not bother those that are his. But for the rest of us, he has tried to become a mental assassin, a psychological terrorist to your thought life. And he only does that to people he lost. He only talks to you and tries to be a psychological terrorist to the people he lost. Because what he tries to do is infect and affect the motherboard of your meditations. (sighs) Preach Holy Spirit. He tries to infect and affect the motherboard of your meditations because watch this, Satan knows that your meditations become manifestations. Whatever he does in your life, he usually gives you a thought in seed form. Can I get somebody to say seed? seed? I used to always think some people just have jacked up minds. Anybody ever thought that like my mind is jacked up or their mind is jacked up? As I was studying, God revealed something to me. It's not that their mind is jacked up. It's that they have a mind that does not know how to combat lies. They don't know how to combat lies. Because listen, the enemy plants thoughts in your mind in seed form. It's when we rehearse it. There it is. When we rehearse it. When we replay it. When we constantly have a mental loop about it, when we post about it, nobody's talking to me. Y'all should hear how quiet it is in the sanctuary on tonight. I promise you, I learned years ago, when it gets quiet, put your foot on the gas, sir, and keep on talking. (laughs) He's, He's plaguing your mind because he knows if you meditate on it, that's how you water it. That's how you water it. So now that seed of you're so stupid, that seed of nobody will ever love you because you keep on replaying it and you listen to music that constantly says it and you're watching shows that constantly says the same thing and now you're meditating on it. Now that seed has transitioned into a crop. So now a lot of us are walking around with the mindset full of lies that are from seeds. Can I get somebody to say lies? Satan does not bother those that are his. So let me help somebody. One way you can know that you're no longer the enemies is when you start having thoughts like this. You're no good. You're stupid. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Your past is too dirty. You think God could use somebody like you used to sell drugs? How could God use you after the abortions you had? Why are you lifting your hands? You better act like you on your phone. Why are you even coming to church? God ain't listening to you. You're really not forgiven. Do you honestly think, I mean, God has grace, but you took advantage of the grace. Like you've done things, you tried to pray before you did stuff. Anybody ever did that? Like, I'm going to pray before I do that. When you start having thoughts like that, you should rejoice. I know it's weird. You should rejoice because that's irrefutable evidence that hell lost one. Can we pause for a second? And I know it's awkward. Can we give God thanks for the fact that I'm no longer hell's? I'm no longer the enemies, and the reason he's talking to you so much is because he's tormented by his own past. He's tormented by his own future. See, the devil is so stupid, but he's smart, but he's stupid. Because I'm like, bro, you lied to yourself, and you're tormented by the lies that you believed. Your lies that you believe got you kicked out of heaven. And so what he's trying to do is lie to you to see the same thing that happened to me. Can I do it to you? Can you start to believe lies that God is not telling the truth? And then you start living in the residue of you not believing what God said because you're believing my lies. I'm trying to do the same thing that worked on me. I'm trying to do it on you. 
Somebody say lies. lies. Doesn't bother those that are his. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. They, they come in thought form. That's a lie. That's a lie. Comparing your behind the scenes to everybody else's highlight reel. God can never use you like that. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. They come in thought form. Lies that cause for you to minimize all of your milestones. But then billboard all of your screw-ups. Everybody going to find out about what you did. You thought that you got away from it. Uh-uh, it didn't get away from you. It's coming back to haunt you. You can't even em- embrace blessings too much because you don't know if that's going to come out, if this is ever going to be exposed. Lies. 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 They come in thought form. And sometimes, watch this, the enemy knows some of us are so mature where he can't lie to you directly, so he starts to lie to you indirectly. I'm going to use somebody that you love to speak my language. And the reason, I'm preaching to hear y'all, the reason you don't even know how to fight it is because it comes through your mama. It's because it's coming through your daddy. It's because it's coming through your husband. Y'all not talking. It's because it's coming through your brother. It's because it's coming through your sister. Uh Uh-oh. Because it's coming through your pastor. Because it's coming through an avenue that you think you should respect and honor. I know how to speak to you sometimes indirectly, and you're not even prepared for that fight because you love them. (laughs) So now we end up believing Hell's lies because it's mama's truth. Now I'm infected by what somebody else said about me. Somebody right now, you think that you're hard to love because you tried to get the wrong person to love you right. And so now you believe I'm hard to love. No, you were trying to get a counterfeit to give you kingdom love. It's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. I feel something to hear, y'all. That's a lie. That's a lie. You're not damaged goods. That's a lie. That's a lie. You're not your past. That's a lie. That's a lie. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You are forgiven. You are redeemed. You are justified. Any other thoughts for a world changer? That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. The devil is a liar. And the father of lies. Can I get somebody to say, that's a lie? That's a lie. The spirit of fear has been lying to you. It's been lying to you. And many of us have been in the alcatraz of fear for so long that we criticize anybody else who's not wearing a prison suit. See, this is how critics are formed. Let me help y'all. This freed me. Like I said, this freed me. Critics are formed... Because your boldness and your ability to take risk cause for them to despise themselves even more because they're too scared to do it. And that comes out many times as criticism. This is why people who have never done what you do and aren't doing what you do have so much to say on how you should do it and keep on criticizing you for doing it it's because the more you keep doing it the more it's a reminder to me that I'm too scared to do it myself so I have to criticize you I have to blog about you I have to comment about you and I noticed it usually comes from people the closest to you It usually comes from your family. You know why? It's because y'all both started from the same place. And when they look at where you are compared to where they still are, your growth reminds them of how stagnant they have been. I'm trying to help somebody. And so the Alcatraz of fear has us criticize anybody else who's not wearing the same prison suit of fear because I wish I had the boldness that they had because your meditations become your manifestations let's look at this I want to show you how the king handled this John chapter 8 is this good so far John chapter 8 I want to show you how the king handled the the enemy and the evil one verse 43 John chapter 8 verse 43 this is the Jesus that people don't like preaching about it says why 
Do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. Pause. A lot of us aren't able to listen to the word of God because we've been listening to the word of hell. We've been listening to the words of lies So when God says something like, I have a plan to prosper you, to give you a hope, and to give you a future, but a pandemic happens, you believe God is now a liar because I've been listening to the words of lies for so long that when God tells me something that is in conflict with what my mind has been rehearsing, it's hard for me to believe it. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my words. You are of your father, the devil. See, some of us didn't even know this was in the Bible. Of course, they killed him. (laughs) It's like, you calling people like children of the devil? He says, you are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father, you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. Certain translations say when he speaks a lie, he's speaking his native tongue. So how you speak English is how Satan speaks lies. For he is a liar and the father of it. Now, what stood out to me as I was reading this, Jesus described Satan as a murderer. He says, he was a murderer from the beginning. Now, I've read the Bible, and I'm sitting like, okay, what, what, part, what part is this? Because I don't remember Satan murdering anybody. I remember when, when Satan kind of got cocky. And he kind of got arrogant. There was no boxing match. There was nobody saying, let's get ready to rumble. There was no competition. All the Bible says is, then I saw Satan fall like lightning. (laughs) That's how cold God is. Oh, you got a problem? Sonic, boom. Then I saw Satan. (laughs) You don't get a chance to swing? It's over. Then I saw Satan. Y'all should read it. Fall like lightning. So I'm like, where in the world is he getting this? Murder, murder. He was a murderer from the beginning. Murder, murder. So I went during study time to the beginning. Then it clicked. God told Adam, you shall not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you do, you will surely die. Okay, I got that. He was a murderer from the beginning, all right? Now, Satan comes. This is before time existed. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, there was no such thing as time. Before time ever existed, Satan came, and he began to talk to Eve. And so God revealed to me something that blew my mind as I was studying. Deception is the sibling of murder. Deception, look, Genesis chapter 3, verse 13, it says, And the Lord God said to the woman, What is that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. And I get it now. When we believe lies, it allows the enemy to murder something. For Adam and Eve literally... Them rebelling against God and listening to Satan's stupid butt calls for all of us now to be affected by death because deception is the sibling of murder. If I want to murder your covenant, 
All I have to do is start to have your husband believe lies and your wife believe lies and your husband starts to believe lies about you and your wife starts to believe lies about you. Then sometimes I want to have a third party influence. So now you got some ratchet woman in your face and you a married man, sir, listening to her lies. And now you got some beer belly man talking to you and you are listening to his lies. And because we listen to his lies, it murdered a covenant. Deception is the sibling of murder. If I want to murder your gifts, all I got to do is deceive you to make you believe it's not good. Nobody going to listen to your book. Why in the world are you in the studio? <laughs> Why are you writing any type of lyrics? That is trash. I'm sorry, Satan must not talk to anybody like that. Doesn't mean why are you preaching? You you should have asked Ezekiel, Isaac, and Will to stay this week because this particular message message is straight boo-boo. It's garbage. You don't have no, you're gonna be sweating for no reason. It's trash. If I can get for you to believe my lies about your gift, you'll never work it. So I can murder your gift because deception is the sibling of murder. And here's a curveball for you. This is what took me out while I was studying. Sometimes Satan lies to us with facts. <laughs> that messed me up, y'all. That messed me up. Because I'm thinking, how do you lie with facts? It's like God was like, oh, yeah. For people of faith, Satan constantly speaks the language of facts. Because we walk by, f- we walk by faith. And not by sight. Look, what you see is a fact. That's what you see. It is a fact. But we don't walk by what we see. We walk by faith. Satan many times lies to us with facts. You sin. I sin. That is a fact. You are a sinner. That is a lie. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Preach, Holy Ghost. Y'all missed it. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, so I'm not what I've done. I've been covered by the blood of the Son. So, yes, Jerry did sin. And, yes, you sinned. That is a fact. But you're not a sinner. God hates sin. That is a fact. Bible all day. But God doesn't hate you. See how? See this? I give you more Bible. Lazarus was dead. It wasn't that they couldn't feel his pulse. Old buddy was not breathing for over 72 hours. His heart stopped beating. He was dead. That is a fact. We asked Jesus to come, and he did not come when we want him to. That is a fact. It appears as though all hope is lost. That is a fact, but that's not where Lazarus' story ends. Give you more Bible. I'm thinking about when Peter was in the boat. He says, okay, if that's you, Lord, tell me to come. Jesus probably smiled and said, okay, we got faith. Come on. Now, it is a fact that there is something called gravity. <laughs> it is a fact if you step out of a boat in the middle of a storm, you're going to drown. Unless you have been like on National Guard and you have been practicing like all your skills. The Bible says there was a great windstorm. So I'm thinking this is hurricane conditions. So it wasn't like how TBN shows us, is that you? Come on. I believe Peter was like, Lord, if that's you, if that's you, tell me to come. It is a fact that when he stepped out the boat, he should have went under. But it's a lie that God will ever let you drown. Are y'all hearing me on tonight? There are things I'm faced with in my own life. And I'm like, God, I don't know how we're going to get that. That's millions of something dollars for us to get that. I'm not a millionaire. That's a fact. But my God owns the universe, and that is a greater fact. Did you hear what I'm telling you? I wonder who, under the sound of my voice, is held hostage by facts. You have no faith because you see facts. You are so logical that you're faithless. Can't believe anything that God tells you to do because you're going off of facts. 
and it's impossible for you to please God and don't have faith. And everything about the Christian faith takes for you to have faith. I don't believe that there is a God. I told a dude the other day, he said, I don't really believe that there is a God. I said, you know what takes more faith for you to actually believe that God doesn't exist than it does for you to believe that he does exist? Like, you know how much faith you have to have to walk into an art museum, see a beautiful painting up there and be like, man, them rocks just somehow came together over time. Maybe some big bang, I don't know. They must have did construction and just everything just lined up so perfectly. You know how much faith it takes for you to have then for you to admit somebody had to paint that? Wonder, who was held hostage? Under the sound of my voice on tonight, because you live life in facts. Facts. So you don't even pray prayers of faith. Because you're looking at the facts of your bank account. You're looking at the facts of what the doctor told you about your body. You're looking at the facts that you do have divorce papers. You're looking at the facts. So what the enemy will do to a logical person is talk to you in facts. It's <laughs> so good, y'all. Let me give you more, Bob. I told you, it's probably going to change somebody's life. It changed mine. Give you more, Bob. Let's look at this. Matthew chapter 4. Verse 2, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. He's speaking of Jesus. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God... Throw yourself down. Look how the devil is using Bible now. For it is written. Did y'all catch that? For it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Here's a shocking illumination for you. The devil knows the word too. <laughs> if I go deeper, he was around the word before it was ever written in a book. Y'all missed it. Okay. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. Can I get somebody to say, away with you? Away with you, Satan. My Bible has an exclamation point. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Look how the king combated lies with the word. So here's the problem. It's going to be hard for you to defeat lies the enemy tells you when you don't read your Bible. All right. It's going to be hard for you to combat lies if the last time you opened your Bible was last Thursday. It's going to be hard for you to defeat a devil who knows the word and who could twist the word to try to deceive you if the only time you open your Bible is when you're in trouble. The series has been designed to recalibrate your soul, to get our head and our life on a path and in a cadence to live how we've been born to live, and that is kingdom. And I'm honored to serve you as your secretary for your spiritual evolution, but there is this snare, this landmine, this tranquilizer dart that is getting in the way of us living and walking out in that royalty. And that is lies. So God, would you help us to be able to dismiss the enemy's lies and to be impregnated with your truth. Your word is truth. Your principles are truth. Your love is truth. Your correction is truth. Your wisdom is truth. Help us, God, to never believe a lie as truth. 
but to believe you as the way, the truth, and the life. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody who agrees with their prayer, would you say amen? amen. A few points, illustration, and I'm done. I think y'all can only handle a little bit. I want to speak from this thought, from this subject, that's a lie. Confession time, everybody watching and everybody in the sanctuary, can I get you to confess this over your life? Can I get you to say, Father, Father expose in my life, life every, lie every lie that's holding me hostage. One more time, Father, expose in my life every lie that's holding me hostage. He was a murderer from the beginning. He is the father of lies. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his native tongue. This is a warfare message, y'all. This is not just a typical warfare, but it is a psychological warfare. Because as I've been traveling and as I've preached all around the nation, I've discovered that especially Western Hemisphere Christianity, we have a sweet tooth. We like sugar-coated messages. So we preach to you about how to shout. Y'all know how to do that. We preach to you about how to give. Oh, we spend a lot of time on that, huh? We teach you how to give. We taught you how to shout, but we have not taught you how to engage in combat against psychological warfare. This is how you can come to church and say God is good and drive home and be going through hell in your head the whole way. On 45, hell in your head. 290, hell in your head. 610, hell in your head. But church is great. Preach that word, pastor. We don't know how to engage in psychological warfare. So I want to give you some handles. When you look at this text, I want you to notice when Satan attacked. It says, when Jesus was hungry. Point number one, the enemy always lies to you the most when you're vulnerable. Fresh off a divorce. Fresh off a breakup. Fresh off somebody passing in your life. Fresh off of being let go and laid off and furloughed. When you're most vulnerable, he talks the most. Because when you're vulnerable, will you still believe God is good? Have you arrived to this place where God is good even where life isn't? He talks the most. Jesus was hungry. And a lot of us, we're hungry for relationships. Jesus was hungry for food. We're hungry for relationships. We're hungry for acceptance. We're hungry for platforms. We're hungry for more money. And anytime you're hungry and you're vulnerable, lies are at your door. Somebody say vulnerable. The second thing we see... Satan attacked his identity. Look at what he said. If you are the son of God. I'm like, come on, Satan, bro. Come on, man. You are an angel in heaven, dude. Like, for real? Just because he's in flesh does not mean that he's no longer the son of God. He was really talking to the weakness and the flesh of Jesus. Because you have to understand, they can see in spirit. They can see in spirit. It's like, if... You are the son of God. If you are forgiven, if you really are wifey material, if you are really a good man, he attacked his identity because when you don't know who you are, you will, you will allow a lie to be the definition of who you are. All right. Number three, the third thing we see Satan did when he tempted Jesus is he twisted scripture. This is why most pastors won't tell y'all this. Please read your Bible. Please. So many people are deceived because they take a man or a woman's word for what the Bible says. I was talking to my barber about this. I don't know if y'all remember this song by Tupac. <clears throat> y'all remember this song by Tupac, Hail Mary? Okay, we're in church. It's okay. Nobody's judging. Do you remember this song by Tupac, Hail Mary? I was like, man, I don't think we ever, first of all, that song was scary to me when I was a sinner. But I was like, man, did we ever hear what he was saying? When Tupac first came on, he said, God said he sent his son to send the wiles into the ways of a man. Follow me. Eat my flesh of my flesh. Research it. I was like, boy, that's demonic. But I still was walking around, come with me, singing the lyrics. <laughs> 
God said he sent his son to send the wiles into a ways of a man. The Bible never says that. Read your Bible. Read the Bible. Because the spirit of Satan loves to twist scripture. It's the master of manipulation. Manipulators are con artists of the soul. They sell you dreams but deliver you nightmares. <laughs> Twisted scripture. The fourth thing Satan did was he'd offered Jesus promotion. Took him to a high place and said, if you bow down and worship me, you will get all these things. Look at when Satan lies. He lies when you're vulnerable. He lies when you don't know your identity. He lies by twisting scripture, and he lies in the form of promotion. This is why I dedicated a whole series on discernment, because every open door is in God. Some of them are spiritual ambushes playing dress up. And if you don't pray, you will walk into something that you're thanking God for, but it really was authored by Satan. So, Jerry, how? How do, how do we defeat all of this? You told me how to identify when, but how do I defeat all of this? Automatic thoughts, filtered thoughts, and core beliefs. This is so good, y'all. Automatic thoughts, filtered thoughts, and core beliefs. Look, so your, your, your automatic thoughts, your automatic thoughts reveal your wounds. Automatic thoughts, you're dumb, you're, you're stupid, you should have started this earlier, you're too old, you're too young. Those are your automatic thoughts. But if you don't have a core belief, you won't have any filter station to try to combat the automatic thought. Does this make sense? So the automatic thoughts reveal your wounds, stuff in your life that hits you, stuff in your life that hurts you, stuff in your life that we still got band-aids on. If we have no core belief, anytime something happens, our wounds become our core belief. So if somebody does try to be nice to you, because I have no filter station and I have all of these automatic thoughts, I immediately believe they're going to hurt me too. Automatic thoughts. So, of course, Satan could put in the mailbox of your heart, you're not forgiven. You waited too late. That sin was too bad. Your mama never loved you. God doesn't really even love you. Yeah, he up there preaching that, but that's not going to be your reality. So you have all of these automatic thoughts in your heart where the enemy is trying to flood your life with lies, no wonder you can't close your brain at night. No wonder you can't close your thought life off. Some of us keep saying, I got insomnia. No, it's you have so many automatic thoughts in the mailbox of your heart that you can't even shut your own brain down to get some sleep. Automatic thoughts. If I don't have a filter station. Now listen, your core beliefs and your automatic thoughts Go to war right here. Automatic thoughts, filtered thoughts, and core beliefs. I want y'all to say it with me because if y'all don't remember anything else, I want you to remember this. Somebody say automatic thoughts, filtered thoughts, and core beliefs. If you have no core belief, you can't filter that thought. Does this make sense? All right. So when I have the word of God in my life, when I have the word of God as my core belief, there are some thoughts that can't even get in my heart because it doesn't align itself with scripture. Does this make sense? This is the only way that you're able to cast down every thought that doesn't align itself with the word of God because a thought, yes, it came automatically. But before it transitioned over into the mailbox of my heart, it first had to deal with my filter station. And because the core belief is I believe God is who he said he is, you're not going to go into my heart until I first start to think about the word of God. So I'm going to give you some Bible. You may have a thought, an automatic thought, that you're dirty and your past is too bad. 
And you're like, okay, this is a thought that's trying to come in my life, but I'm going to give you some Bible. I want to read um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old is passed away. Behold, the new has come. So this doesn't even have the access to get into my heart. I can cast down that thought. Now, somebody else may be saying, you know what? I'm a mess, though. I've made too many mistakes. And you start believing and view yourself as a mistake. Well, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, We are the workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This thought can't go into my core belief because it doesn't align itself with the word of God. This is so good, y'all. Then you might believe, well... I'm all jacked up. I've done a lot. That sounds good, but I've done a lot. Psalms chapter 139, verse 14 says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Remember, you just read that you are his workmanship. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. This is how you get on your kingdom vibes and your kingdom vibes only, you have to hide the word of God in your heart. That's the only way. When the enemy tries, matter of fact, let's add to this illustration. He can't even try because your heart is closed to foolishness. Is there anybody else, I'm out of service to that? Like I'm out of service to your lies. I'm out of service to your schemes. I'm out of service to your manipulation. Now since I got the word in my heart, guess what? I got a message. So good, y'all. I wanted to show you the enemy is striving to do everything he can to get you to believe his lies as truth. Because the most dangerous lie is the one you believe is the truth. And if we looked at the life of Jesus, how did he handle the lies of the enemy? He had a core belief. So every thought that did not line itself up with the Word of God, the Word of God quoted the Word of God to Satan. So Father God, in this moment, we want to thank you for being our example and being our model. We want to thank you, God, for giving us all 66 of your love letters teaching us how to love, how to forgive, how to trust, how to be devoted, how to be disciplined, how to have self-control, how to be generous, how not to keep a record of wrongdoings. God, would you help us to believe your word as truth instead of what BET said as truth, instead of what VH1 said as truth, instead of what a toxic church said as truth, instead of what the media or even our playlist said as truth. Your word is truth. And we pray, oh God, that we will be individuals. That on a night, as we leave here, whenever a lie from the enemy comes to our mind, we'll be able to rejoice because, number one, we know that the enemy does not bother those who are his. And the only reason he has so much to say is because hell lost one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.